Welcome to Realities May Vary, where we are actually starting the closest to our scheduled start time that we have ever started before. It is a big, big day here at Realities May Vary headquarters. Uh, I am uh, Brian Noonan. That is Cody Goff. Hello, Cody. Hi, Brian. It's funny because we don't have a headquarters because we record remotely. I have a headquarters. I'm in it. This is this is the Reality May Vary headquarters. Or the oh, well, all right. Well, I'm just some guy somewhere else here to tell you listener what is on today's show and it's an action-packed show because it's always an action-packed show the realities may vary but the action doesn't wow. and brian's got things he's <laughs> got a homecoming story who's right. homecoming high school college who knows who knows stay tuned he also uh may or may not be brewing some beer but i don't want to I don't want to give too much away there, uh, so we'll talk about that. <laughs> Weird. Too uh, late. I, uh, I stepped into, speaking of homecoming, stepped back into the academic setting as a what? guest speaker <gasps> in a college class. So I connected with the youths. We'll talk about that. Uh, you gave so, a lecture? I can't wait to hear. We'll see. Uh, I Tell also me. will have, uh, well, we'll start with the 30-second check-in in a second. And also, my main event is I made eye contact with the man, the myth, the legend, Captain Admiral James T. Kirk himself, William Shatner. Wow. So there's some there's some hot William Shatner action to get to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Cody on yeah. Shat ac action? Yeah, very, very right. Shat. Speaking of Shatting, um, we'll uh, wow. start with our quick little 30-second check-in as to how we're doing. Uh, by the way, no, we are not going to talk about any uh, current world news that is horrifically depressing, um, uh, polarizing, infuriating, and triggering, uh, because if we do, I will just stop podcasting uh, tonight. So, um, You'll stop forever? Uh, not forever, but I don't think I can handle it today. So, all right, that makes sense. I will can I, I will say this about that situation. Uh, it is a situation that has been going on for decades. It is an extremely complicated situation. And I love the fact that on the internet, two realities cannot exist. You can you can disagree vehemently with what happened and yet still have, unbelievable empathy and sympathy for the victims on both sides. That is not, the, the two are not mutually exclusive. And I think it's become another tribal argument on the internet that if you, if you condemn Hamas, you are automatically um, not empathetic toward the innocent civilians in Palestine who are not part of Hamas, who are paying the price for those actions. And uh, you know, and if you support Palestine, you suddenly don't care about any of the innocent people who were killed in Israel. And I don't think those have to be mutually exclusive because I don't, the Middle East is a quagmire. I don't, even people who study it nonstop don't have a firm handle on it. So for us to start jumping in, I think is, is irresponsible and silly. You know, I feel horrible uh, seeing the footage from both sides. And it's just it—it's terrible. So there, that's that's what I got to say about that. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, sometimes the state forcing millions of people to live under occupation and apartheid is the good guy. Uh, and who are we to say that they're not? Um, so that's my take um, on the quote-unquote complicated situation where... Yeah, you boiled it down to two sentences there, didn't you? One state with wild, uh, wildly massive amounts of power backed by the U.S., the most powerful country in history, uh, has been systematically oppressing people and basically an open-air prison for 50-plus mm. years. Totally, yeah, very nuanced. Um, I have okay. no sympathy well, for that, wow. that uh, topic that is, uh, at all. Uh, that so, is the um, polar opposite. 30-second 30, 30 check-in. Friday, uh, fr Thursday, I got my COVID shot and my flu shot, which uh, PSA, go get them. They're very good. I would recommend not getting them in a school night, uh, as it were, because <laughs> I got uh, a little bit of side effect action on Friday. Um, little bit. You texted me that you were dying. Yeah, it felt not great. Um, so I've had COVID before, and the side effects pale in comparison to COVID. So let me just get that out of the way for people that are like, oh, the vaccine's worse than the, the virus. It's not. Uh, vaccine's not that bad. But, um, you know, part of it was I had just come from two workouts at the gym two days in a row for like the first time in two weeks. So my arms were already sore. And then I'm like, flu shot left arm, COVID shot right arm. All right, let's go to bed and then get woken up in the middle of the night by my son. Not a great uh, recipe, not a great cocktail for success on my Friday morning. Uh, so I wake up, my bones are all achy. I'm just, I'm just like, oh man, I feel just the worst. Um, had a couple meetings in the morning. At noon, 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 at noon, I just like laid down because I work from home. So I just like laid down, curled up in my ball on my bed, uh, like a little bibbe, and passed out for like a half hour. Woke up, I was all wet because apparently a fever had broken. Did you peed yourself? I, well, I found myself after that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, um, PSA, get your, get your flu shot, get your COVID shot. Please do not get the flu or COVID. Those are bad. And they'll, they'll be just a huge pain. Um, but get the shots. I would recommend if you're parents, don't get them the same day because the next <laughs> day you could both be out of commission for a few hours. Um, and again, if it's on a work night, maybe just save it for the weekend or someday when you've got an easy day at work where, you know, you can call in sick. Um, cause, uh, I've heard from a couple friends that this, this COVID shot does tend to maybe pack a little bit of a punch. Really? So yeah, again, again, very pro doing this very pro, you know, whatever, but sure. I, you know, I don't like, I think, um, I think science communicators did a disservice during the pandemic when all of so many of them said, like, weren't you a science communicator during the pandemic? I was, I was, okay. but so many other ones were like, it's the not a big ones. deal. Oh, oh, it's just a shot. It's just not a big deal. You don't feel anything, blah, blah, blah. Well, no. Admit it. Admit it that it kind of sucks. And there's a little bit of side effect action sometimes. Like I had crazy diarrhea after the first one, but like you didn't, you didn't hear me wanting to be going out getting COVID instead. Cause I'll take a little bit of that over COVID any day of the week. So I just think it's nice to be honest. So I'm being honest, sure. like this shot packs a punch, may pack a punch, maybe not for everybody, but maybe it will. So plan ahead and uh, race yourself. And then it's still better than COVID. That's my PSA. Yeah, I haven't gotten my new booster yet. Uh, I know Molly and Debbie both got sick from their previous boosters. I did not. Um, I think one of them, I felt a little out of sorts for a couple hours, but that was it. But I know it it knocked Molly on her ass, and it uh, Debbie did not do well either. But, you know, they're chicks. <laughs> uh, Mike says he survived his two shots, too. Uh, same with his 82 year old mom. Yeah. My mom, who was uh, ironically also a chick. I don't think she got sick from the, uh, from the boosters, but we got to see, 
Uh, Eric shouting us out from Maine. Well, I'm glad you're better. Yeah, your texts were very, I forget, I was texting you about something, and uh, you were telling me that you were just almost dead. Yeah, you were I'm... very dramatic in your texts. I was worried. I What, what was I? I think, because I texted you kind of at an... I like I, I brought it up. I'm just like, oh, I'm dying. I don't even know if you want. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. I'm looking back to see. I, I, it's uh, oh, I had I had forwarded you some email, just forwarded it to you, and you said uh, I am going to effing die, so I may be delayed. Just try to uh, then, what's it? I am effed up. Get your shots on the weekend if you haven't already. JFC. I curled up in a ball on my bed and just laid there dying for about an hour. Now I feel slightly better, but I'm also wet, like a fever broke. <laughs> a fever definitely broke. All right, so don't get the vaccine on a work night. Yeah, you were man, you were out of it. You were you were uh, you were just texting in a in delirium. Yeah, I was just looking at a tweet that I got that maybe there was a weird thing with our timeline on Facebook, but I I believe we are being viewed on the facebook well i'm, I'm looking right now oh, well because the person that tweeted me commented in the feed so i think we're good now but okay uh yeah how's your how are you what's your 30 uh, i am not I, I don't want to get into it but i'm not <laughs> uh, I'm, ha I'm having a bad uh bad couple days mental health wise so yeah that is uh but uh but yeah i mean it's uh tomorrow is tomorrow i have to go I just got off the air at WTMJ. Tomorrow I'm driving up to Milwaukee to be on from noon to three. So uh, busy, busy. And uh, other than other than the fact that, you know, I could barely function. I'm fine. I'm great. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, last Everything week. does. Last week. And by the way, apologies to all of our loyal listeners for last week. It was my fault. Last minute, I realized... Monday night, the night we're supposed to record this, that Tuesday morning, I was supposed to guest lecture at a class, which I'd had on the calendar for like two months. And I had not <laughs> really formally put together my image. Like I knew what I was going to say, but I, and I didn't have to make a presentation or anything. It was very casual, but uh, I like to be high quality. I finished my crazy oh, sure. busy work day and I'm like, I should just, I need like an hour to just sit collect some thoughts, organize them. So I go in and I know what I'm talking about. You can find your tweed blazer. Oh, I didn't bring in a tweed blazer. I thought all lecturers had to wear a tweed blazer. No, it was really hot. <laughs> you know, it's that sure. like fall weather season. Your talk, where... your talk or the, uh, or the weather. Both, both but that's the fall right. weather season, Brian, you know, the thing where the, the temperature drops to like 50 or 60. So all right. the heat cranks up to like 85 inside okay <laughs> you know so yes. i stripped as soon as i got in the room what were you going to give what did you have to give a, a presentation or lecture on i was invited uh by a former colleague of ours wgn radio colleague who was teaching a course on podcasting oh and i do podcast marketing so say, it seems right up your alley I was a little talk on podcast marketing, growth, how to promote shows, what are some good tactics. So I did that. But what would but Brian, how it relates to our show is yes. so I had this, so I had this slide, and the whole slide is just the phrase, should does your podcast need video? Oh. 
Yes. No, guess what I intended? Now, the next slide had in giant letters, like the half of the slide was just the word maybe. And then under that were like Way five bullets. Way to take a stand, professor. Well, the other that were like five bullets. So here's the thing. Um, for those who are not like podcast experts, like me, weirdly. <laughs> uh, um, you, so earlier this year, YouTube was like, you can now podcast on YouTube. It's the YouTube oh. supports podcasts. You can make video playlists and call them podcasts. And uh -huh. people can open the YouTube music app and listen to podcasts on it. This whole thing. And YouTube is also like, but you know what does way better than regular podcasts? What? Video podcasts. <gasps> that sounds good. Now, do you think it benefits YouTube in any way to say that? I'm going to equate that with when uh, the a sleep study is done by a mattress company. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, I'm not an expert like you, but I'm from a layman's point of view. I'm going to say yes. Right. And, and I'm not Mr. Conspiracy. I'm sure <laughs> YouTube made it up it's all a scam no one watches video podcast like no it, well videos that's youtube's platform is video exactly. why wouldn't they say hey videos are pretty cool exactly of course so in that lens i took their recommendations i i read youtube's like 70 page pdf on how it recommends you approach video podcasts the class not, not even kidding it basically could have been uh no 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 no, no. i was gonna say <laughs> snoozeroo like four months ago and four months ago for one of my employers, one of my many employers, I was doing a bunch of research into, and I, I crunched the numbers and analyzed like 40 YouTube channels in a particular category to see, is this really true? Like, how are they really performing? Like, are they right. picking up, you know, I, every variable, how long have they been out there? How big is their channel? How big is their podcast? How many people are watching the podcast compared to their other videos? I mean, it was, it was a, it was, it was an audit. It was a, sure. it was an audit. And my conclusion was basically no, like it, it wasn't, you didn't know if video was better. So anyway, that was my conclusion. So yeah, some cases it's good. Some cases it's bad. The point is, well, go ahead. Professor, may I ask, uh, how do you know then? If some is good and some is bad, that's very ambiguous. Yeah. That doesn't really help me as a future podcaster of America. Yeah. Well, so I said, well, I had in my slide, this is what mm. I had planned, right? Okay. I'm going to ask them the question, assume that they say yes or no, and then jump to the maybe, and then say, well, you know, depends on the target audience. And is it scripted or not? And where are they already? And how big is your channel? And yada, yada. There's, there's factors, right? Okay. Uh, when I put up the slide that said, does your podcast need video? Every single hand in the class went up and they said, yes. Wow. So it's because these, the people in the class, 18 to 22, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's the youth, Brian. The youths love, they can't listen to things without seeing pictures. So our show is optimized for the youth. Good. We want youth drinking. That's our goal. Get the underagers drinking. That's the, the oh, this show is also optimized <laughs> for. I don't know what show. I don't know how many shows I do. I do a lot of shows. Yeah, we're optimized for the Utes. Hi, Utes. What's happening? Good to see you. Uh, yeah. We obviously, uh, yeah, okay, good. 
That's <laughs> I guess that's good. I know you don't. You are uh, as a rule not a fan of video for podcasts. Would that be correct? Not anymore. Now you're I, now you're on board. I don't watch them, okay. but I now that I understand the production process yes. better now. Now I before I wasn't a fan in that I didn't really know. Okay, if I shoot video, then what do I like? Do I post the raw video, but then edit the audio, or do I like edit the video as if I'm editing audio? And then just like post one thing or like, how does all that work? But now I know how it works and it's, you, you edit the video. So it's one good looking video and you right. post it. And then it also is the audio version. So that, that's the way it is. So, okay. Yeah. Well, so listen. like, if you listen to our other podcast, uh, crafty brewers, tales behind craft beer. I like that one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. You can watch it too. on YouTube or Spotify, but if you listen to it on Apple podcasts or Google podcasts or somewhere else, you're just hearing the video, um, but I know that when I'm editing. So I I edit it in such a way so that there's you know there's not like a 10 second graphic with no audio, right? No, like, we're not we're not doing things that only the people who are watching can can get. Yeah, yeah. Because so, to me, it is an uh, an audio platform. The video is just there as the enhancement, as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. Like when you're watching TV, which is a video platform with the audio as an enhancement i think you know ours is well everything we do is audio first but like there's some tv that is more audio than video um particularly investigation discovery oh like if you watch id it's their true crime channel yeah and so many of the shows are just a narrator being like and then he crawled into her window at night but couldn't find the kitchen. So he stumbled through the pantry, lurking, looking for his victim. Wow. He pulled he pulled a bag of sugar out and smelled it. That would be his alibi. Or like some weird thing, right? And all it shows- all <laughs> I'm the terrified footage, now and I want to know what happens to this poor woman. All the footage is B-roll footage right. of <laughs> sure. like made up actors just like lurking. Reenactments, yeah. Reenactments right? Like you could, you could remove all of the visuals from that. And it literally is just a pot. And then like, it'll have an interview and it'll show sure. some woman crying in her living room. Like I just, I just, I wanted so much sugar from my cookies and I, I couldn't bake the next day. And he, he stole the sugar and I never oh, I was going to say, is this the same guy who was lurking? He was lurking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Turns out the sugar was actually the victim. <laughs> what? How could that be? I, plot twist and yet it's a plot twist and yet if i had put like <laughs> cheesy like stock actor footage behind what i just said it would yes. have been the same story all right so we're we're geared up we're good now how was it um did you uh, how were you received by the students after you after they all said yes we need uh how did they how were you received as a whole and once you showed them the maybe slide did they lose confidence in you Nah, I, I, I skirted around it. Nice. You know, oh, you know, you're all Gen Z. So of course you'd say yes, but think about other audiences. I, I can think on my feet, Brian. I know you can. I usually don't, but I can. You can if you need to. Yeah. If you're going to get to give a lecture. How long was your presentation? 
it was it was weird because like um uh, uh the professor kept kind of jumping in with with questions and to talk or to share anecdotes or give more context to the students this is very conversational um very informal but has they're probably an hour hour 15 maybe wow nice yeah. Who's good? I, I don't know. They seem to like me. One uh, one young lady said thank you on my way out. I, I told them all hit me up on LinkedIn. I know none of you use LinkedIn because you're all 18 and none of your friends on LinkedIn have jobs. So there's no point. But like I have jobs and no people. <laughs> so connect with me and I'll make an intro if you want. Um, so a couple of people reached out and, you know, whatever said, hey, thanks for coming. So I don't know. They, they were nice. They were it was it was you know, I don't get, I don't get, I don't have that interaction with the youth like you do, Brian. Yeah, well, count your blessings. <laughs> you interact with other youth. You interact with teeny youths. They're in, they're your own uh, progeny, though. Yeah, none of them uh, wipe their like nose on my sleeve or shirt or anything. Though. I think that is a bonus. Mm -hmm. Would you want to go in? Would you want to uh, teach podcasting to the youths? Oh, then I have to come up with a syllabus. I don't know. Right. Syllabus, you'd have to more uh you have to do more slides. Ah, I don't Who's know. Going as I, a guest lecturer. I would I would stay I would stay in your in your uh niche as a guest lecturer where they bring yeah. in as like a hired gun. You know, I wouldn't do it for what I would probably get paid to do it for it as an like as an adjunct. Right. If, if they gave me like a thousand dollars for like a semester plus grading homework, like too much. No, it's too like much four dollars an hour. No, I'm no. no pass. No, but you got to have a master's to do like anything else. So, listen, you you don't need them. You don't need those uh, higher ed go goons. You could just uh, stay doing what you're doing. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Well, that's exciting. <clears throat> now you promised us some hot uh, Cody on Kirk action. I did. I'm dying to know. Uh, I'm dying to know if you were like at a Comic Con and he called you a loser, like he did on Saturday Night Live that time. Or how how do you interact with a Captain James Tiberius Kirk? All right. So uh, last night in Rockford, Illinois, <gasps> home of the Rockford Peaches, home of the Rockford Peaches, and one Cody Goff, um, there was a there was a screening at the the historic. I believe 1941-ish, somewhere around there. The historic Coronado Theater. Ooh. Beautiful theater. Like, more beautiful and ornate and ostentatious than, like, the Nederlander downtown. Wow, that is a bold claim. Oh, Brian, no, it is, it is, I mean, it's it's like if you took the Auditorium Theater or the Riviera Theater, like, the day it opened. Because um, right. the Coronado was restored 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, one of my best friend's mom actually was the chair of the committee that did the restoration. And it was like a multi-million dollar restoration, like brand spanking new, gorgeous building. Just so, I mean, it's it's that style of that era, right? Where yeah, there's yeah. dragons interlaced, sketched into the walls. and Yeah, when going to the theater was a big deal because the theaters themselves were a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and the Coronado fun fact, the last time I was there, it was 20 years ago when I performed as the scarecrow in the all city musical, the whiz. Wow. The all city musical. Yeah. What is the all city? I, I've got, so it was schools from all over or did all you, did you have to go in and audition? 
Yeah, all the all the public school students were eligible to audition, and I got wow. cast as the Scarecrow. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're you're just coming off with all the flexes tonight. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So you go to the Coronado. What are they? What are they doing? Is he just up there tap dancing and talk singing like he used to do? No, so it's like a night with William Shatner and a screening of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Ooh, I like that movie. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. So they do the screening of Star Trek II, and then there's a Q&A with William Shatner. Whoa. And then there's a photo op <gasps> if you get a VIP ticket. So I, oh. of course, of course, the guy's 92. He's yeah, you got to get, if you're, if you're going to go, you might as well spring for the VIP ticket. Right. You know, he's literally 92, right? Yes. Yeah. Unreal. So, you know, we're like, we got to see this. I mean, I, I I was supposed to see him do this in Madison five years ago, pre-pandemic, and something came up. I think, like, my, I, it was either my brother's wedding or some other big, like, you, oh, you clearly cannot miss this night kind of thing. Oh, no. Like a wedding. Um, so this, I was like, we got to go. So uh, so we show up, we go, we sit down, and Wrath of Khan plays. It's the same Wrath of Khan everyone has seen. 40 times this is the second (laughs) my wife and i have only been together like seven or eight or well i guess nine almost nine years now uh nine years we've we've seen it this is our second time seeing it in a theater because we saw it at the music box oh my god (laughs) i saw it at the theater when it came out that was that was it because i'm old dude so uh i oh everybody clapped when that happened i mean so he does, does that, and then he comes out for the Q&A, and it's William Shatner. And we were in the third row. Okay. Because I don't mess around with live performances, Brian. If I'm going to see William Shatner, I want to see the pores on right. his face. Probably a little close for the movie, but for the William Shatner viewing, perfect. Surprisingly, the uh, the film screen was back on the stage, and it was not big. Oh, really? <laughs> Like, it was not the size of the stage. It was, Oops. like, a third. Like, William Shatner brought it in the trunk of his car? Dude, <laughs> we brought it. We're, we, we we walked in. We're like, dude, if we were four rows back, we'd be better off watching this at home on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> so, William Shatner walks out, and there's two chairs and a couple glasses of water. The moderator walks out, introduces him, goes and sits down. William Shatner comes up and just walks to the front of the stage and just starts talking. Oh, Jesus. And just, he, Brian, how would you imagine William Shatner is in real life? Uh, I've heard stories that I've seen him on interviews. I think he's very um, overly confident, (laughs) very, well, overly confident would be how I would, and very, full of himself very like he's William Shatner and you are lucky to be in the same building as he is I did I gotta split the difference somewhere but not <laughs> too much okay <laughs> like I I didn't I didn't quite get like a pompousness but maybe a little bit maybe a little i pompous was pompous was an adjective i was going to use as well yeah. only because i've heard interviews with other people from star trek yeah boy he i mean he just went 
Uh, <laughs> he's on. got a lot of wisdom in those 91 years and he wants to share it before he's done. Brian, he walks out and he just goes, he just starts talking. He's like, technology. Can you believe the technology we have? The phone in your pocket that used to be the, the building, that they, the, the computer that they used to crack the Nazi code in World War II was the size of a building. And now it's in your pocket. Did he talk about going to space? And eventually, two and a <laughs> half hours later. What, what? Not two and a half. He literally talked from nine to 11. It, oh, it was, my God. It was long. So he, wow. he's, he was talking about technology. And it was so like in, in radio. <laughs> hours. It, okay, sorry. What I've learned about good speakers and good radio people is that you know where they're going before they tell the story like you, right. you kind of they, they kind of say something like uh uh sorry if my voice is uh sorry if my 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 throat my voice is hoarse today here's what happened and then they tell the story versus just starting to tell some rambling story and being like hey everybody welcome uh i was at the park the other day and i was taking a walk and there was this man running across uh he was dressed like a bandit and he was holding a bag of sugar <laughs> I didn't know you why. You are fixated on people stealing sugar tonight. I don't know what's going on at the house, but this guy gets around and, and he he went across and there was this woman chasing him. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what do I do? And it reminded me of this thing from 25 years ago. And like it just goes and goes and goes. And then <laughs> you eventually get to like 10 minutes later, he goes, Anyway, that's my why my voice is hoarse. And you're like, oh, that's the point of your story, but I didn't know that. <laughs> this was him with the tech thing. That he started talking about technology and phones and how technology is so crazy and he doesn't trust the switchboard of a hotel to do a wake-up call for him okay the switchboard is lily tomlin down there a one ringy dingy <laughs> two ringy dingies <laughs> they've got the plugs click 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 i i guess and he's talking about the setting switchboard. his he and he didn't sound like a fuddy-duddy and it wasn't too like like preachy oh my god but it it was like a weird in between but it led to the point that because of the actor strike he's not allowed to say the phrase star trek really uh, well because he's the actor because he can't they, promote he's not supposed promote. to promote stuff that's done by the studios okay right. so he's not allowed to say the phrase star trek so we find some eight-year-old kid in the front and he goes hey what's the name of that thing i'm known for and he gives him the mic and he goes star trek and everybody claps and it's a whole thing um just cute. So yeah, like 10 to 15 minutes in, he's done talking about technology and the evolution of technology. And then Thank eventually, <laughs> eventually, finally he tells us that he can't say the thing because the strike. And then he goes off about something else. And like 20 plus minutes, he finally sits down and the moderator knows I have about four seconds to ask a question before William's <laughs> editor just goes into his next thing. So I'm going to ask it. So he asks a question. And <laughs> He asked him something about, about like, do you ever hang out with anybody else on the show or who do you still talk to from the show or something like that? And William Shatner's like, everyone I know is dead. Yes. Everybody and, on that show is dead. And then he goes, and if they're not, they should be. <laughs> oh, except for, yeah, George Takai is not dead. I know. And I guess, I don't know. And they don't get along. Yeah. Um, but he had said something right before, right before that, where he was like, 
where he was like, okay, well, I'm not able to say the name of the show, but you know, this kid just said it, so you'll all figure it out. Although, I don't know, we are in Rockford. And he goes, there is a way to ingratiate yourself with the crowd. And like, it was, wow. it was kind of a non reaction because people were like, what? <laughs> uh, nothing like taking a dump right on your audience. But the, this is the thing with him. Like, He's on some level of like troll. I think he likes to push people's buttons. I also think he believes himself to be way more important than he is. I, I, I well, I, later on, Brian, yes. he told the story about how the universe just kind of like comes together for him huh. and right. talked about like not for his to, uh, former wife who can't swim. Oh my gosh. Jesus. I'm that sorry. Was, go on. That was really dark. That was so dark. I told you I'm in a bad place. My wife <laughs> just told me about that. Uh, that was so dark. Um, if you listener, if you don't know what that was, just keep listening and ignore that that happened. So the uh, universe comes together for the captain. He talk, yeah, he talked about how like he went to buy a horse and that he didn't mean to buy a certain horse, but he did, and it turned into a horse breeding career. And then he loves horses now, and uh, it, like, like weird stuff. How just weird stuff. And then so he got promoted then, from captain to admiral. That doesn't always happen. <laughs> just straight up from from captain to admiral. Yeah. Oh, and then he, he so he did tell a funny story about DeForest Kelly, who played Bones, Doctor oh, McCoy, right. and Leonard Nimoy. And uh, he told this funny story, and then he ended the story by being like, yeah, you know, Leonard Nimoy and I were like best friends, we are best friends, uh, but you know, this thing happened, and one time I was riding a limo with him and five other celebrities, and we were all smoking cigarettes and talking about why we <laughs> smoke and why we don't quit, and then we all decided right then and there, you know what, we're going to throw out our packs of cigarettes, and we all threw them out the window, and we just decided that day to quit smoking, and that helps you live longer or whatever, and he's like, the only person that didn't was Leonard Nimoy. And then many years later, he died of emphysema because he hadn't quit smoking. And like that was the end of the story. Did he leave out the part where he didn't go to Leonard Nimoy's funeral? Oh, this guy. You know you're Shatner. <laughs> I know my Shat. Yeah. You should have you should have shat with us. Oh, <laughs> so when he said everyone that isn't dead should be. So, first of all, 10 minutes in his rant about technology. I was sitting next to my friend Brad. Uh, my friend Brad is like one of my favorite people in the, he's like one of my top two favorite people like in the world. I love Brad. Um, Brad likes to drink sometimes. Good for And him. he had several doubles and he was sitting there next to me and several decided. Doubles. It, he's, he's also seen, he's, he's literally watched all oh. of Star Trek, the next generation, probably 12 times. He's seen the original series. He's watched the movies at least 10 or 15 times. Like he is a, he just, he's one of these people that just like rewatches the same thing a lot of sure. times. And so he knows Star Trek. And like after this 10 minutes of technology, he just decided he hated William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps turning to me. He, he, he was, when people were clapping at certain things, he would boo. We're in the third now, row. Now, this was not the feeling he had when he went into this, uh, no, no. This, this evening? No. We're in the third row. So my wife and I are like, oh, my God, please stop. So when William Shatner oh. said, uh, and everybody that isn't should be, 
a couple people laughed, a couple people groaned, whatever. <laughs> my friend Brad shouts out, you're next. <laughs> well then. In the third row, it's the William Shatner. The good thing is that William Shatner's 91. He probably didn't hear him. 92. 92. So William Shatner yells back. He's like, I'm sorry. Someone out there is talking. And do you have the microphone? I have the microphone. You all paid to see me. I'm the one talking. You want to talk? You go home and talk in the mirror. And he like, did this thing. And everyone started wow. clapping. <laughs> my wife and wow. I are just like, oh, my God. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, God. Well, so, William yeah. Shatner can't handle a little heckle. Yeah. So I will, I will say about like a little over an hour in, it, the energy just dipped and he just wasn't entertaining. It's just like, oh, my God, please stop. And then it got pretty good right at the end. Two hours was way too long. Um, <sighs> the theater was warm. Um, we'd sat through... I was going to say, you've already sat through a movie that's, a, what, two hours at least for it's, Wrath it's, of Khan? It's actually pretty short. It's closer to 90 minutes. But oh, still, okay. But still, it was it was two hours but with that yeah. and then intermission before William Shatner. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, it was like a four-hour show, basically. That's so, too much. I would recommend it. I would recommend getting an aisle seat, and I would recommend not going to see wrath of khan i'm sorry it says uh right here star trek 2 the wrath of khan one hour 53 minutes oh oh i, I stand corrected i stand corrected yeah. i'm sorry i thought it was <laughs> i will not be i will not be uh contradicted i knew it was under two but yeah you were very correct you 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 got me that's still too much and and i even and I if was... it was 90 minutes two hours of shatner is too much <laughs> so I would recommend seeing it again. I'll see maybe skip Wrath of Khan unless you're dying to see it in a theater. But there's here's the thing, Brian. At no point did he talk about Wrath of Khan at all. That's weird. In give fact, me a little he, Ricard, give me some BTS on Ricardo Montalban. He barely talked about Star Trek. He, well, he and I don't know if this is a condition of the writer strike, but he told one great story about DeForest Kelly in Letter Nimoy, and then near the end. Actually, that was all. That was, and he told one story about uh, a day he went to shoot on set of the TV show, and he was driving there. He'd gotten into wardrobe before he drove to the set. Cool. And and he did. Where does he? he where pulled. does he live? That he got into. That he got into Cal wardrobe before he drove to the set. California. He said it was like <laughs> a four a.m. shoot, and so he asked the director if he could just get dressed at home. I don't know. <laughs> I'd Dude. like to dress in my own room if that's possible <laughs> so he got pulled over by a cop uh-huh and that's funny and then he had to get out sure. in the uniform and he said some funny thing to the cop and the cop let him off and said i hope he phased the, phased the cop he actually he actually said it for stun and he did shoot the cop nice yeah good see i don't think uh, I, i'm thinking about the the sag strike i think he's would be in the clear because the Star Trek is not in production anywhere. It's old. Well, not. But I mean, there's new series on Paramount Plus. Not that he's in. <clears throat> right. But I, I don't know if it's a, like, if you say Star Trek, does that imply you could be promoting Discovery or Brave New World or whatever Strange yeah. New Worlds or I don't know how this works. You're know. the SAG actor. Yeah, but it's there's also there's you can also get um, 
because there was a big thing. There was some convention, a Longmire convention, which was a show that we watched, used to be on A&E. Um, and you can get waivers for that kind of stuff because Longmire is a show that's, while it's still on, you can still watch it on Hulu or, or one of those channels streaming. It's not currently in production. So the actors all, you know, SAG gave them waivers so they could go to the convention because they were not really promoting anything that the studio is making any money on. Mm. So there's there's a lot of ways. That's why like the talk shows can be back and uh, game shows can be in production, but uh, the other stuff can't. So mm. I think William Shatner was just being a diva. I'm <laughs> not here to talk Star Trek. He talks about how he reads a lot of books. He's a curious person. I it, it went what on. What did he say on. about going to space? Did he cry when he talked about <laughs> going to space? He, you know, have you read the interviews of him from when he got back? I saw the footage when he got off, and he was, you know, blubbering. His he was not like happy with it. Oh no, he like <clears throat> he he was like intensely. Uh, not sad, but um, what's it like? Very bittersweet, or more um, melancholy? Yeah, yeah. It, there was a, a grief. He felt grief. Like for, I do remember he, hearing that. When he yeah, that. he he said he looked up and he says that when you're standing on Earth, you look up at space. There's awe and um and and you're struck wonder. with inspiration, wonder. And up there, he said he just he was staring into death. And it was just nothingness. And then you look back at Earth, and he said, "Look at, you know, every, everything." He had he had that. Uh, I think it's there's an effect when people go to space and and they um, space madness. No, oh. when they. I learned. <laughs> I learned that from Steve Buscemi in Armageddon. It's amazing. No, there's like there's some effect where the really, when you go up, it, it it's an effect that that space people space weightlessness. People, what is it? Weightlessness? No, not weightlessness. No, it's a oh. uh, some psychological thing where you you look and you're just like you're just kind of processing that everything is in one place and there's like a peacefulness you kind of uh, immediately subscribe to. You're like, oh. why can't we all just get along? We all live on. We're all so insignificant, and it's all this little planet kind of a thing. I don't remember the name of it. I used to know this, but anyway. Do you he, think he may have had a premonition that one day Brad would yell out, you're next? He didn't. Okay. No, he he said he felt, he looked back and he's like, and there's all this destruction and waste and we and we trash the planet and we pollute it and we dump crap all over it and there's only two miles of air and then everything else is blackness and it's very sad and I had grief because we're going to just destroy ourselves and it's really sad and we shouldn't do that. Um and then you reflected on it and he was like, yeah, basically the same thing. So it wasn't like very uplifting or inspiring. It was more kind of like, yeah. Wow. I'm with Brad. I would have been drunk. You needed a few more doubles. Brad sounds like he was, Brad, Brad was, he was on the right track. He did it right. Yeah, he sure he did. did. Wow. That sounds, sounds like it had the potential to be great. And it didn't it, quite live up to the potential. I mean, it was it was exactly what seeing William Shatner live should have been. <laughs> Did you get your photo op? So 
Then the VIP, they call everybody. You get in a big line. There's like 300 people. I was going to say, then, who who didn't? Who was the three cheap skates that didn't buy the VIP ticket? I don't know. Uh, and then they said, and an intermission, Brian, there's the big screen on stage. It just said 10 minute intermission. By the way, go to the lobby and get your VIP, uh, you know, ticket to get your photo taken with him. Um, if you want to do that, you know, still get them while they last or whatever, like this big cheesy ad basically for go pay us. And yeah. Um, so I paid, that's, it was that's where bucks. he, that's where he makes his money. Yeah. It was a hundred bucks. At least a hundred people went. Wow. Okay. So, um, so the guy comes out and tells us to get in line and says, just, you know, be sure not to touch the plexiglass. The what? The plexiglass. For a photo op? Because for the photo op, William Shatner is sitting there on a stool with his hands folded. And to his left, there is a wall of plexiglass. You stand on a mark and there's a little X in tape on the other side of the plexiglass. And they say, okay, now you go and you take two steps. And you stand on the X that's on the other side of the plexiglass for William Shatner. And you look and you take snap, 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 snap. Great. Okay, next. And you walk away. Does he even say hello? Nope. Do you lick the plexiglass? <laughs> Do you get up right on it? Like, I know you're in there, Kirk. I know you're in there. He, <laughs> he did acknowledge me. So when you walk up, so he looks at the camera for the picture and kind of smiles, does this William Shatner thing. You do the do snap, snap, snap. All right, next. And as soon as he does that, then he turns and looks at the next person coming. So I smiled and I waved. I was like, hey there. And he gave me a little smile and nod and looked at me. So I made eye contact with the great William Shatner. And then I stood over there, gave a thumbs up. We looked at the camera and I walked away. Oh, my God. They went through the hundred. 50-ish people in probably 40 minutes. Yeah, because nobody gets any interaction. You don't get to say anything to him. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to speak to anyone. He just sits there in a coma. And I know he's 92, but wow. <laughs> and is the plexiglass for germs or just that he hates everybody who likes him? They said for health and safety reasons. Oh, health and safety reasons. Sure. Okay. And he just sits on the stool. So he does. He does glance over. He doesn't. He's not just frozen, staring at the camera. No, he he looks at you, and I, I was acknowledged, and I felt he good. looks at you. Uh, with now disdain. I, I I will receive the picture on the website where they post them within seventy two hours. Oh so I don't God. have the picture yet. As soon as you get that picture, you must post it. <laughs> I oh oh. I wish you the... brought a sticker and just slapped it on the plexiglass, like right where his face would be, so he couldn't see anybody else who was coming up. You know what actually made me really upset is at the end of Wrath of Khan, Spock, uh, spoiler, Spock gets radiation poisoning and he's on one side of glass and William Shatner's on the other and he does the, the live long and prosper. I was thinking, I'm like, have the cameraman on William Shatner's side. I will press my face up against the plexiglass and smash it with the live long and prosper and look like I'm dying. <laughs> and it'll be amazing. I'm reenacting the end of Wrath of Khan. Let me do that. The plexiglass is there. The that would have been per that's what they should have done so because it was a Wrath of Khan event. Yes. That's 
They should have had little ears, so you painted on the plexiglass, so you put your face in so it matches up with your ears. Oh, the ears, too. Dude. Oh, God. That would have been great. Should have done it. This uh, this sounds... Wow. <laughs> now, did Brad get his picture taken? Just me. Just Oh, just you, not the wife either? Nah. Wow. You throwing down for your own picture. I almost left. Like we saw the line. It was it was like already after eleven. We have kids. Like we're, I was, was gonna insane. say, what do you, man? You guys, when you go out, you go out. No, my I mean, my wife was like, I'm ready for bed, and I was like, you know, if the line's too long, I won't go. She's like, no, you paid for it. You've got to go. Yep. You will not get this chance again. Though Hopefully. I gotta say, Brian, he's in good shape. Well, yeah, he's been to like, space. Dude, he was standing up and walking around, and he was very cogent. There were like four or five times he couldn't think of a word, so he'd ask the moderator. But he, this guy is sharp. Yeah, he's clearly fit. He's able to travel all over. I mean, the guy still like saddles horses and stuff. He's no, 92. I mean that that part's amazing. He's a he like there is something very like objectively there is something very remarkable about William Shatner. Yeah. Well, you know, he's seen the face of God up there. Saw his own mortality. He heard Brad shout him down. He's going to keep going just to spite him. <laughs> Plus, it's all that glass, the, all the plexiglass keeping him healthy. <clears throat> so much plexiglass. Oh, Monique has a good idea. Use it as your Christmas card. I think it's going to go in the Christmas card. <laughs> Usually, it's all about my kids because no one wants to see me, but mm, no. No, Sorry. when you're when you're separated by plex... I... You... I can't imagine that you can't see the plexiglass in the picture. I don't know. This is going to be hilarious. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's Wow. That is, that is a night out, my friend. That is <laughs> something else. Worth wow. it. Wow. Worth it. <laughs> oh, I'm writing down a title for the episode. <laughs> Worth it? No. No. I can't wait to see it. Uh, yeah. So if you have the chance to see William Shatner live again with a couple caveats, it's probably still worth it. And like, if you're just curious to see what is this guy like live, it, it like I said, Brian, it did not disappoint. It was exactly how you would think it is like to see William Shatner live. All right. I mean, well, just uh, give yourself plenty of time. Sounds like the the takeaway. Yes, I, I wish we just would showed up after the movie. This is stupid. Like we've seen the, I've seen the movie like ten times. But that's why did I ticket price and the extravaganza? It's a good Plus movie. You probably thought with that being said, the Coronado being such a beautiful theater, it'd be a magnificent screen and sound system. It'd be, you know, all, almost like an IMAX adventure. I thought the sound was good. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Photoshop, Photoshop the, kids the kids sitting sitting on his lap. Yes, get the whole. You can Photoshop the whole family. Oh my God! Live long and prosper. Oh, so um, in the chat, Mike sent a link to a picture of someone that someone did with William Shatner. You can see a line in the middle that is see. the plexiglass. I don't know why. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. Sorry. But it's not like you can't tell it's a sheet of plexiglass, but it is. It does look like one line. It doesn't look like a wall. If that, if that makes sense. That's hilarious. 
I'm going to find it. I got to see this. I got to see this. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited. So that was my weekend. That is a good weekend. That is something for you to be out, goofing around, having fun, doing things. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm, How, surpri uh, I'm surprised you were, you were able to function at all today. Well, it was tough. Yeah. It was well, tough. Sacrifices but, have to be made, right? Well, you know, Am I the only one? I don't know about you, Brian, but uh, or the, our listener, but I feel like there's like a fall lull this week in work. Like everyone I know is either taking off or just non-responsive to emails. I'm finding a lot of people are non-responsive to emails in general. Email is email fall. You're in the business world. Is email falling out of favor with people? Is everything text or DMs or slacks? No response rates to emails are always low-ish. Okay. Like I, I'm the the startup I'm working with for their podcast. I think they've I think they've sent out between 200 and 300 podcast invites. Okay. Gotten maybe 25 to 30 yeses. Oh. 1% response rate. And then um good. yeah, no, and when I was doing I did some sales consulting for a, a webinar company. And I sent out probably not that many, maybe a dozen emails offering to give them stuff for free. <laughs> for free. And got one response. That's not good. No. And then for Giveo, my friend's video hosting company, same thing. I was offering to promote people's channels on the site and maybe like a 5% response rate. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. <clears throat> It's not that it's falling out of favor. I just, I, there's just maybe so much spam and crap and garbage out there that people. Yeah, 90% just, of my emails are garbage. Everyone's defense is already up. Well, and I got, I had to go to a meeting the other day because uh, I had clicked mistakenly on an email. Uh, our, the radio station, the company that owns uh, WTMJ, Good Karma Brands, they send out, uh, they try to trick us. They send out all these phishing emails trying to rope us in. And um, I've been really good about it. And then the other day at school, I saw one and I wasn't thinking. I was in the middle of something and I clicked on it and it was one of theirs. So it was my fault. I, I screwed up. But then I had to go to a meeting with the two IT guys and uh, – Basically, be the old man in front of the two IT guys going, "I'm sorry, I did, I shouldn't have clicked it," and it was my fault. But man, I am now. I'm not. I, I clicked a little fishing. We have a fishing alert button on all our emails, and I am mad. I'm fishing alert everything. They got me twice this week. They sent something. I caught them. Yeah, they're not going to get me again. They're not get me again with their phishing emails. I'm not. I'm not falling for that. I'm not going to be the old man who's confused by email. <clears throat> no way my, my workplace has one of those uh fishing uh, like a fishing training thing yes where they'll send the email on purpose and if you flag it it's like good job yes my i get a little pop-up automatically congratulations that email is uh, was sent as a test blah 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 <laughs> yeah the, but the but the funny thing is that um the the product whatever like some of the emails come from the product name.com yes the product of the fishing company 
So it's, it's like it's like fishingtestemails.com or whatever. And you're like, well, yeah. I said that to them. I said the ones I get very confused are are the one that come <clears throat> the ones that come from the training company. Because I don't know if I know that's the legit company that we do our training through, but I also know that you guys are sneaky. And they're like, well, no, those will those will definitely be coming from us. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. That's what you would say if you wanted me to believe you. <laughs> so now I delete every email that comes to my mailbox. I don't even open them. That's delete all. That's smart. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not playing the game. I'm not playing those games. Well, um, <clears throat> you talk about the big. Uh, yeah, I, hold on. I'm hold on. We're holding. Uh, he 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 did a couple. Well, he's got two topics on the on the calendar. I don't know if I. Got I'm talking quieter ish though because my my son's in bed. I'm trying not to wake yeah, him is up. Is he not running around tonight? He's been well behaved. Sleep. I don't know. He I don't. He you know he got a he got plenty of sleep last night. Yeah. He should have been fine all day, and like right before the show, like 15 minutes before the show, he just went like like tantrum, like full meltdown. He got the zoomies. Uh, no meltdown, like oh. screaming and crying, like oh, no. freaking out. Only wanted mommy, so I was like, "All right." Oh so no! And how, how's the daughter? She's she having meltdowns too. All she does is eat and pass out. I like that. It's great. I like that in a child. She's great. Now, did you have a heart to heart with uh, the the young lad and find out what his what the problem was? No, I said, what, "Here's mommy." Oh, no, right. I said, "Here's mommy," and then I left yeah. the room. Get to my yeah, go to mommy. That's always good. Go to mommy. Well, he was screaming, "Mommy, mommy, mommy!" And then, uh, like, he didn't Get want daddy. That's no. Uh, they don't want daddy. They nobody wants daddy. Everybody wants mommy. Everybody. Oh yeah, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, well, that's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was a uh, in ill temper. You know. I'm a dad. I'm used to it. Yeah, we got to get the two of them back over here. I say that all the time. Yeah. I feel like we're hanging out at some point. Are we? I don't think it's on the calendar, but I feel like we've made, yeah, I don't know. We'll I think, yeah, there's it. some things. I, I was, uh, I actually had some, uh, yeah, I had some plans. Uh, I have some ideas. Anyway, yeah. Ooh. So I don't know what, uh, I don't know what to talk about. I, I did, uh, I did yesterday brew beer. There, there's the headline. I brewed beer yesterday. Because uh, for Christmas, Debbie and Molly had given me a homebrew kit with it comes with the whole recipe. It's very it's almost idiot proof, but I don't want to say that because it was there were there were some tricky parts. So it's been sitting in the closet since Christmas. And I was like, well, I should probably do this before Christmas comes again because I don't want to be that guy where because if if I had given somebody a gift on Christmas and by the next Christmas they still hadn't used it, I would probably not be very gracious. Go, why should I get you anything this year? You didn't even open the thing I got you last year. Plus, uh, I realized it was just that I was a little nervous that I'd screw it up. But so Saturday, since we weren't doing Crafty Brewers, Tales Behind Craft Beer, we were not recording on Sunday because you had a date with, uh, you know, a spaceman. We had to, uh, um, I thought, well, I have this Sunday, so I'm going to do it. So I took everything out Saturday and uh, much to the chagrin of Walter, who hates any sort of box any sort of noise or anything he hasn't seen before. Normally, he lays around the house. He's very calm. But God forbid, 
you, you have a, a, a delivery comes or anything, he loses his mind. So he's losing his mind as I'm unpacking the big boil pot and the two five-gallon buckets and the recipe box and a big metal spoon that I'm going <laughs> to stir everything with and um, my hydrometer and my test tubes. Oh. It's crazy. Um, and I decide I'm going to do this. So I'm glad I read everything Saturday because I had to go get a 20-pound bag of ice Saturday <laughs> Sunday morning before I could start this. 20? 20 pounds <clears throat> because, and they tell you, have between 12 and 20 pounds of ice because it starts out, you, you know, you put two and a half gallons of water in the big boil pot and you, you start to boil it and, but you're seeping the grains like you're making, you're making tea. Well, because this is for basic first time home brewers, all the grains are already pre-mixed. They're in a bag and you put them in this sock and you start seep, steeping the grain. So as the water starts to heat, the grain is steeping, and all of a sudden, uh, my you know the water's turning an amber color. I'm like, oh, that's the color it's supposed to be. So that's good because I'm making an amber ale. And then uh, the water starts to boil. Now before that, I had my six pound jug of malt extract syrup sitting in warm water to make it easier to pour out of the jug. So that's been sitting before I even started. So now it starts to boil and I take it off the heat and I pour in my six pounds of malt and I'm, it, bloop, 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 and I'm stirring with this giant spoon. Like I'm one of the uh, witches of Eastwick. I'm like, ha ha. And I'm stirring and I'm stirring. And now it's got to start to, it's got to start to boil uh, for about an hour. So I got to get it up and I got to watch because it's big letters. Be very careful to carefully monitor the foam. You don't want a lot of foam when you're it's boiling. You want it just to a nice slow rolling boil. So I've got the slow rolling boil and it's going and it, then I had to, then I have to add the hops. So now the hops are in there and everything, I, everything's boiling together. Nice slow rolling boil for an hour. This is where the ice comes in because now I've got wort, which Cody, you know, is unfermented beer, mm -hmm. but I have to cool the wort before I can put it into the fermenter. So I got to take this giant pot off the stove, put it in the sink with 20 pounds of ice and cool water to try to rapidly cool down my wort. So while I'm doing that, then I have to, I have to, uh, sanitize everything. That's the hardest. That was the part that scared me because they're like, everything must be perfectly sanitized or your beer will die. The yeast will be killed by ravenous bacteria. It will not hurt you, but it will kill the yeast. It has its anti-yeast medic and it just, it will kill the yeast. So I'm like, oh my God. So I've got two barrels that I've already installed spigots in both of them. That was before I even started the pry. You got to put the Ooh, spigots on. So I got yeah. the spigots. Put uh, my gallon of water and my cleansing mix in one barrel that's the bottling bucket that will be the bottling bucket get that all dissolved now i take that the bottling bucket and i pour it into the fermenting bucket the cleansing and i put the lid on and for three minutes i swish it all around swish it all around so that the cleansing thing is getting on the 
the lid and on all the sides and the whole inside of the fermenting barrel now should be sanitized. Then I pour the cleansing fluid. It's non-rinse cleansing fluid. I pour it back in the bottling bucket and I have to put in the scissors that I'm going to cut the yeast packet open with, the yeast packet itself, and the airlock that's going in the fermenting on the fermenting bucket. This is all happening while my wort is allegedly cooling for 30 minutes. Uh, the kitchen is just a, a disaster area. But I get that all. So that's all getting sanitized. My wort cools. Now you put some water, you put a gallon of water in the fermenting bucket. Then you take your big pot of wort and you pour it in there. Then you take more water and fill it up till it's at five gallons. Then I sprinkle the yeast on top and I slam the lid on, secure it. And then I got to take my uh, airlock, which allows the gases to come out of the bucket so it doesn't just explode. And uh, I got to put some cleansing solution in there. And then I put the airlock in and I had to take it to my fermenting space. Now, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's got to be a certain temperature in this. I ended up taking it down to the downstairs bathroom. So if, you, if you're in my basement bathroom, there's a five-gallon jug of fermenting beer Ooh. that today started bubbling. So there were bubbles coming up through the airlock. So the yeast is working. Things are happening. It's two weeks now till bottling day. Ooh. And then two weeks of conditioning which is where the beer sits in the bottle and the carbon, the yeast eats up the last sugars and it carbonates. So in a month, right around Thanksgiving, we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to have 48 bottles of Amber ale that we're, <laughs> we're going to have to knock back. Dude, let's do it. It's um, so, uh, Oh, but then, so then I got to be a scientist because once everything's in the, the fermenting barrel. I take this giant test tube and I fill the test tube up. Then I take my hydrometer and I got to drop it in. And it gave me the first reading on uh, what my ABV and everything, the gravity of my wort. So it's, and I had to stand there with it at eye level. I'm following the directions. I drop this thing in and it floats up to a certain point. And then there's the line and that's where it was. And I'm like, okay. So I wrote it down in my little brewer's notes. It's that's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. So this is not like, I mean, as I'm watching, as I'm doing this, I'm like, oh man, the, like uh, Chris Vallow and all our brewer friends, they're actually like figuring out which grains to use and which kind of hops and which yeast and which malt and all these other things. I'm just, I'm basically just uh, following a recipe. Oh, your mic is off. I'm on mute. Hang on one second. Uh-oh. Be right back. It's the boy. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that was yesterday. I finally decided I would use it. Uh, and it's... We'll see. I'll let everybody know how it uh, how it goes. So I had to then yesterday I had to order bottles because the kit comes with everything you need except bottles. Thankfully, it said how many bottles because I was just going to get like twenty four, but then I would have had, you know, a lot of beer left over. So I'll be uh, bottling. They, they give you you get the caps and this, uh, what do you call it? Something that squeezes the cap on the bottle, a capping tool. So yes, it's uh, I have I figured after years of talking to brewers on the radio and now doing the podcast 
that I should actually kind of at least, um, I should at least know what it's, what it's about, you know, cause I talk to these guys and, and women and it's fascinating to me, but I figured this way, at least, uh, I can't equate it, but the, everybody started as a home brewer. That's, that seems to be the common thread throughout all our, uh, all our interviews. They did. Actually. Is it everybody started as a home brewer? Yeah. So now I could go, well, I'm a home brewer too. You know, Carol says I should sell a few to listeners and donate the proceeds to, to charity. Well, maybe we could set up a thing. Ooh, we can do that. Sell off a case. Yeah. You know, sell individual bottles. $40 a bottle. <laughs> that seems high. We can set that up. I could probably set. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll talk about it, Carol. It's going to be a month, about a month till it's ready. And again, I can't. I have to ask. I have to ask somebody because now, since it's been sitting, all the sediment has settled to the bottom. So there's like a half inch or three quarters inch of uh, sediment, all the hop and uh, malt sediment that's at the bottom, but it's below where the spigot is. So I'm guessing everything will fill down to the down to the spigot, and then the sediment's too low to get the sediment's too low to get into the, you know, to get drawn out of the spigot, unless I shake it up. But that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it does, Danny. You are right. Danny says it sounds like a lot of work for something you can buy at Jewel for twenty bucks. Um, it is. It it was a lot of. It wasn't a lot of work. It was time consuming because the the hardest part was waiting for the water to boil. That was honestly the worst part. It's like, oh come on. Um, but I would imagine if you were creating the recipes yourself, it'd be it'd be cool. This was cool. Yeah. And, and since I can't, since I have you know, no sense of smell. I doubt I'd be trying to create my own recipes because I can't smell the hops and the, the different things, but this place has a million different recipes that you could just buy the, you know, buy the recipe box, nice. but I'll see. And I also got an offer from uh, Chris, Chris Vallow, the owner of the brewer at exit strategy, any help I need. Wants to know he wanted to know if I wanted a brew buddy. I'm like, Oh, so I wanted to do the first one by myself. Yeah. You know, because again, I looked at it as cooking. And if you can read, you can cook and follow a recipe. So I just took my time and I read and I followed the steps. And it looks, so far, everything looks right. The color is right. The it, the yeast is working. And it looked like I was at, right at the spot on my hydrometer for where I was supposed to be starting for my ABVs. So everything looks like I'm on course, you yeah. know? Yeah, dude. I mean, I think it sounds awesome, and and I'm sure Danny meant that as tongue in cheek. But oh no, obviously. I no, I wasn't. I didn't take it as a as offense. It does, you know. It is much easier to run to Benny's or Jewel. <laughs> no, but there is a satisfaction in doing your own stuff. Listen, we all know that it comes with labels. I get to uh, initial it and put the date and yeah. Oh yeah, it's oh no, it's it's yeah. And I wanted to know what it's like. I wanted to because. Again, we talk to people about this all the time. So yeah. at least I wanted some semblance of, yeah, this okay, I get it. I, I kind of see what it, you know, where this goes. And Catherine, our co-host on uh, Crafty Brewers, Tales Behind Craft Beer, loves fermentation science. So she's going to love to talk about me, you know, the, you know, putting the yeast on there and it eating the sugars and the cart creating the gas and everything bubbling. And oh my goodness. Yeah. 
I just hope uh, the bucket doesn't explode. I mean, well, it's in the basement, so you know if it does. That's yeah. why I picked it. It's a tile floor in the basement bathroom. Something happens, Boom. oh well, right down the drain. Boom. Uh, speaking of the jewels, sorry, I had to run yes. downstairs because the jewels delivered groceries. Oh, okay. At this hour? Yeah, we got back from the Shatner thing. This we, we dropped my kids off at daycare this morning. Thank him. Well, I came home. My wife went to work. I'm sitting around. We didn't have any. The fridge was empty. Like, we needed oh. food. I'm like, you know what? I'll just have Jewel deliver it. There you because, go. Because I'm not going to waste. Because you're bougie that way. I, it costs like four bucks for delivery. I mean, yeah, I tip them too. But like the amount of time it saves me to go there and walk around and look for stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like I know exactly what I'm going to get. I look at my cart from last time. I reorder 80% of it, buy like three other things and I'm done. You know, nice. it's 15 minutes. They show up. But anyway, they were ringing the doorbell like every 30 seconds. Oh, my no. wife must be asleep. I thought I heard her go downstairs, but I didn't. So she's got to be asleep, which is fair. We were out with, we didn't get to like 1 a.m. last night, uh, get home till 1 a.m. or so. Uh, we was crashed at my brother's place um, uh, who watched the kids, which was very nice. It was very nice. But yeah, so super late night for her. Uh, you know, so anyway, I did, I, I honestly, I, they, they were ringing the doorbell. A lot. And just like waiting and then ringing it and then waiting and ring and I'm like, well, I don't know if they'll ever go away, so I better just go hand. Yeah, no, because maybe they just can't leave them on the step. Danny, uh, Danny sent another message uh, saying he didn't mean harm or offense. I didn't take it that way at all. I, I, I thought it was just a statement of fact. So no, we're all good. It was. It is. It is a lot of work, and I would imagine if you're creating the recipe yourself, it's exponentially more work. And then some of the recipe boxes that I looked at on the website for Northern Brewers, who is where Debbie got this, uh, there's some recipes where you need more equipment. Um, I would say they they make they make a giant boil pot and then a you know like those uh, gas burners for outside that they use for crab boils and stuff. And when you're deep frying a turkey, they make those for the beer boil pots. Wow. Because my stove, you know, not not pumping out the BPUs I needed mm. to get that uh, to get that really cooking, but it's it's done. So, in two weeks, I'll tell you how bottled they went, and then uh, in a month, we'll you know imbibe. Now, I'm guessing you'll assess how well it came out before you decide whether you want to continue to pursue this. Yes, hobby. I won't do. Well, I yes, I'm not gonna you know. There will not be, I'm not going to be like have three, three different, uh, buckets full all fermenting at different times. <laughs> well, I've got a bottle dead at the end of uh, October and the middle of November. And, no, no, no. We're going to see how this all works. And if I, if it, if it works out, okay, maybe, you know, as the spring comes, I'll do some more. And so that they're ready for, you know, so yeah, I'll, I'll see. Where does one get a 20-pound bag of ice? The Jewel, ironically enough. 20? Yeah, Jewel has the seven-pounders, the regular size, and then they have a 20-pounder, which is remarkably uh, good priced because at, at Jewel, it's 250 for seven pounds. It was five uh, 550 for 20 pounds. So I bring home the giant, but you can also get them at uh, Costco or Sam's. They have the giant bags of ice. Okay. So I brought it home, threw it in a cooler, left it outside. And when it was time, filled the sink, 
couple times with the ice in the water, and then it uh, the, the it still seemed hot or warm when I was pouring it in, but not boiling. Yeah. So. Uh, now I, don't, I know you probably don't know the price of the kit itself, right? But like, I think it, a... I think it was like I'm going to say a hundred and between 125 and 150 bucks. Okay, and then with supplies still on that there, was so... well, that was like that covered everything to to do the beer except for the bottles. Everything was in that that the first the box I opened the other day had everything I needed to brew my first batch of beer. Oh, okay. So then yesterday I ordered bottles. Um, and I was saying when you were gone, I was only going to get 24. Thankfully I read it, said you needed 48 bottles. So I ordered 48 bottles of beer. Um, and then, uh, you know, so that's, that's all that doesn't come. So the bottles were like 30 bucks. And so the whole thing, the whole thing just starts under 200 bucks. But like I said, the, it was a Christmas gift, but yeah, to, to get your first batch, it was, I think between 120 and 150 bucks. Nice. So Marta wants to know what kind of water I use just a good old Chicago tap water because the, all the instructions said it multiple times. If your water is drinkable, then brew with that water. So this is going to be good old Chicago water, uh, Amber ale. We'll see. But I figure it boils off and whatever. That's the only thing you don't have to sterilize is the boil pot because it boils. So that I'm was excited that. To, I'm excited to try it. Oh, uh, speaking of beer, quick um, tip. Tomorrow morning, Revolution mm. is releasing the next Deepwood series beers. Really? I usually go, I think they usually go online at like, or uh, they usually go on sale at like 9 a.m., I want to say. But um, one of the come on, where is it? One of the beers that's going on sale is Death by Cherries. Oh, which is like Death's Tar, but with cherries. Uh, yeah, it begins Tuesday, October seventeenth, um, at the storeroom. So yeah, I'm gonna usually I usually sometimes I tweet about it a few minutes before. I'm pretty sure it's almost always 9 a.m. Sometimes they sell it really fast, but it's gonna be cafe, cafe death, death star, and deaths by death by cherries. Um I don't think they ever sell out of death star or like cafe. No, death. they bring that a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Death by cherries, I don't know how limited that'll be. Oh, it says it actually says 9 a.m. central pre-order. So Perfect. I'm gonna um be on the website tomorrow. For you. your tip. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that stuff. Although I haven't been drinking like very much. No, I've um, I've been drinking Oktoberfests because I bought some, but I I haven't been drinking them a lot. So I still have, I still have a few. I got to get some more before they're all gone. Got to yeah. go to Binnie's and uh, stock up on a few more uh, Fest beers and Martins before the season is over. Which, uh, if you're saying, hey, what's the difference? Well, why don't you read the blog on Crafty Brewers to buy craft beer? That's uh, Boom, a plugaroo. Um, is that craftybrewerspod.com? It is craftybrewerspod.com. And this is exciting, Cody. I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Crafty Brewers podcast now has merchandise. It does. It we are amazing. cross promoting like mofos. Oh, Mike went up to Wisconsin and got new Glarus yesterday. Love it. Uh, yes. Yeah, so if you go to craftybrewerspod.com, you can read the blogs. 
you can purchase our sure-to-be award-winning merchandise. It's fantastic. Good prices. Free shipping. <laughs> so the merchandise like like it's there's some really good stuff on there like even if you don't love oh no right in the middle of your plug you broke up oh beer or know much about beer even if you don't my back you're in and out really yeah, check out the merch. Listen to the podcast. It's uh, it's going very well. We're uh, we're booking a lot of uh, a lot of good brewers, and everybody seems to be having fun. And my merch is supposed to arrive tomorrow. I oh, some, nice! Uh, yes, so I will be uh, when I go down to Carbondale this weekend. I'm going to be sporting some crafty brewers merch. Nice. Um, Maybe I'll to... talk to. Oh, I'm going to talk to the big muddy people. I hope. Yeah. Um, Wednesday there will be a new episode. I don't remember the brewery. I have to finish editing it, but there will be a new episode this week. Um, That's good. Going down to Carbondale. Talk to me about that, and then I should go get the twenty bags of um, groceries off. My yeah. Couch. No, we got to get rolling because uh, I got to be. I got to drive to Milwaukee in the morning because ne Well, next week I'll have stories. I am. Uh, I'm going down to Carbondale because this week is SIU's homecoming. And uh, for my birthday, Debbie and Molly had arranged this whole thing, and it was supposed to be a surprise. Some of my friends from college are flying in from all over the country, and uh, we're staying at a cabin in Giant City for two nights, eating uh, eating some barbecue, having some uh, having a, a tailgate on Saturday at the game, and I will be going at some point. We'll be going to Big Muddy Brewing, so I'll have to bring my. Crafty Brewers business cards and do some crafty brewing networking. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm very excited. I'm excited. The weather's supposed to be nice. Uh, SIU is 5-1 and one in for their season this year, so it should be a good game. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun. I'm sure I'll have some stories. Yeah. Hopefully none of wait. which involve me falling off a cliff or the water tower at Giant City or uh, getting run over during a tailgate or any of that. But so, yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. And I will uh, I will talk to uh, I'll have more stories about that next week. So, um, yeah, let's uh, you got groceries on the porch and we'll just tell everybody that uh, we appreciate you being here and listening to this podcast and supporting realities may vary. We urge you to go to and subscribe and like and give good reviews to this podcast obviously and we always appreciate when you do that but then go to craftybrewerspod.com check that out check out an episode of the podcast if you haven't heard it um they're they're right there on the website you can listen to one there then you'll say oh i must subscribe to this and go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe and leave some nice reviews there and why not pick yourself up a nice t-shirt or sweatshirt we have some uh, cropped sweatshirts designed just for the ladies that's what i was told some of these crop tops are for the ladies we got hoodies long sleeve tees we got short sleeve tees we got a coffee mug we got some hats oh it's fantastic did i mention free shipping it's free shipping it's crazy cody crazy the merch looks really uh, i'm telling you can't hype it up enough 
craftybrewerspod.com. Let's go, dude. And new episode drops this Wednesday. All of the apps, Spotify and Apple, YouTube, whatever. Crafty Brewers Podcast, Tales Behind Craft Beer. All right. That's it. Well, thanks for listening again. Thanks for your support. We will talk to you again next week. Uh, Cody, any final thoughts? Never. Except for bye.